Welcome to the Physiatry Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Avinash Ramchandani. Today our topic is a sad one, sort of. It is gun violence. I'm talking about this as it is a very hot topic in the news this week. I'm mainly going to focus on figures and stats, and also I'm going to talk about the different injuries that happen with gun violence, not just the deaths. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review my podcast on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. If you have any questions ever, please send me an email at physiatrypodcast at gmail.com. And here's the show. So let's talk about gun injuries. The number of firearm deaths in the United States is higher than than the amount of motor vehicle accidents in the United States. If you can imagine, 38,000 plus people died with a firearm in 2019, of which 23,941 were suicide and about 14,000 were via homicide. This crude rate of 4.4 per 100,000 for homicide. This is coming from the CDC Wonder Database. The overall death rate, inclusive of all causes from gun injuries, is 14.4 per 100,000 in the United States. If we just compare this with other countries, it's pretty staggering. The national rate of gun violence in the United States is higher than any than many low-income countries. If you think about it, uh, Canada's gun rate is only gun violence rate is only 0.47. Asian countries are at the lowest with Singapore at 0.02. China is at 0.04. Bangladesh is at 0.07. We're not at the highest as far as homicide rate goes. El Salvador is at 43. Jamaica is at 38. Venezuela is at 26. Again, we're at 4.4. It's still pretty high. Some of the Caribbean countries are very high as well, but that's just a doesn't mean that we need to be part of this wild, wild west. In 2017, our gun violence rate was four times higher than in Syria and seven times higher than in Iran. If you can think about that, that's pretty staggering. The lowest gun uh, death rate overall, including homicides, suicides, and other deaths, is in Massachusetts in the United States. These are 3.4 out of 100,000. The highest is in Alaska at 24.4 out of 100,000. The highest number of deaths are actually in Texas, a death rate of 12.7, which is right around the average for the United States, and California, although the death rate is only 7.2 because of the population. The lowest deaths were in Hawaii and Rhode Island, Hawaii had 62 deaths via gun, and Rhode Island at 48. Even the rate of 3.4 Massachusetts is way too high, in my opinion. The rate in Alaska at 24.4 is more than the high, some of the highest countries in the world, if you think about it. Think about this. Uh, an American male aged 15 to 24 is 770 times more likely to be killed with a gun than at any other G8 country, which includes the United States, France, Germany, Japan, Canada, Italy, and Russia. My main reason for bringing this up is obvious. We've had two major gun violence incidents over the last week, one in Georgia and one in Colorado. Of course, we've had many mass shootings over the last decade or so. After a mass shooting in Australia in 1996, which was called the Port Arthur Massacre, where I think about 36 people were killed, Australia passed vast gun restrictions. Since then, Australia has not had any major mass shootings and the gun violence has decreased overall significantly. 
Gun violence also causes many non-fatal injuries. There are 80,000 people that are injured in gun violence every year in the United States, of which about 1,000 are from police shootings, 2,500 are from self-harm, 35,000 are from assault, and 45,000 aren't really reported. Gun violence costs in the United States for taxpayers are $516 million approximately in direct hospital costs. And the cost for gun violence in the United States actually compares to the cost of how much chronic pain costs, which is a typical thing that I talk about, which is about $100 billion. If you think about that, that is about five times higher than the overall cost of breast cancer in the United States total. Most gun violence is caused by men. About 98 out of 100 is caused by men. Also, about 85% of the victims are men. How about guns to prevent violence from happening? This is a lot of people's thoughts as far as, oh, yeah, you know, we have a gun in our house to prevent from gun violence happening. So did you know that only two in a thousand gun violence incidents had the use of gun protection by the assaulted between 1987 and 1990. That is 0.2%. So let's now talk about what types of injuries happen with guns other than death. In television and movie depictions, we see gun violence cause injuries to arteries and vessels or organs or maybe even muscles. But what do we actually see in real life? There are several types of gunshot wounds. One of the gunshot wounds is a penetrating wound where the bullet enters the body but does not exit. There are perforating wounds. The bullet enters and exits through the body. There are re-entry wounds. The bullet passes through one body segment and re-enters in the body in a different segment. And there are graze wounds which barely strikes the skin at a shallow angle, producing a superficial wound. The reason why I'm talking about this is because this may determine what type of injury people have. Also, the type of gun and the caliber of the gun may affect the way the guns actually cause injury or the bullets cause injury. So if a gun has a higher caliber, it's probably going to cause more injury, obviously. And the type of power that the gun provides actually causes different types of injury. For example, a shotgun actually has a mass of shots or pellets that emerge from the muscle, from the muzzle that actually the dispersion is directly related to the distance. So we may have, if you're short, close to a shotgun, the injury may be a lot more because there's a lot more pellets that are entering the body. So let's talk a little bit about traumatic brain injury and gunshot wounds. 12% of all traumatic brain injuries in the United States are related to gunshot wounds. This is in people ages 25 to 34. It is the leading cause of traumatic brain injury. Gunshot wounds, head trauma is is the cause of an estimated 35% of all deaths contributed to traumatic brain injury. Gunshot wounds are fatal in about 90% of all gunshots to the head. For victims that survive the initial trauma, about 50% about 50% die in the emergency room, and about 50% of the surviving patients at that point require seizure medications or some sort of anti-epilepsy medication. Many of these patients that survive traumatic brain injury have had some sort of almost death-like experience prior to surviving and are in pretty tough shape when they come into the traumatic brain injury ward. So it is pretty difficult to see these patients and it's pretty sad to see how many people's lives actually get affected by these bullet wounds.
Another very common thing for us rehabilitation physicians to see in the rehab ward are spinal cord injuries that are from gunshot wounds to the spine. Although vehicular trauma is traditionally accounted as for the majority of spinal cord injuries, gunshot wounds are the second most common cause. Furthermore, the proportion of gun spinal cord injuries caused by gunshot wounds are increasing, although the proportion of injuries caused by high-speed vehicular trauma is also decreasing. So when we think about gunshot wounds to the spine, they are commonly thought to be stable injuries, but there is potential for instability as the gun gunshot may actually pass through the spinal canal and fractures part of the bones that are surrounding the spinal cord. Only about a quarter of the patients that actually have a gunshot wound to the spine at survive the gunshot wound actually are able to ambulate or walk one year after surgery. The rest, three-fourths, are actually confined to a wheelchair after having this gunshot wound. One of the things that happens after spinal cord injury or traumatic brain injury or any gunshot wound really is to have increased pain after having the injury. And we see many patients after gunshot wounds that have subsequent pain and quality of life issues because of their pain. And this is a huge issue in pain management, but more of an issue when patients are acutely after a gunshot wound to the head or a gunshot wound to the spine. What is my point of doing this whole episode is just sort of introducing people to the types of injuries that patients have other than death from gunshot wounds and the cost of gunshot wounds to the, to the society in the United States. Approximately, again, $100 billion is wasted due to the completely preventable injury of gunshot wounds here in the United States. So think about that. In any case, thank you for listening to the Physiatry Podcast. Yes, this is a short one. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate and review my podcast again on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. Please also send me your emails at physiatrypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. This is your host, Dr. Rob Chandani. I hope to see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.